Oh shit. I'm back, Jack. <laughs> Everyone's absentee father has returned <laughs> for one episode. Your favorite for uncle one, is here. <laughs> I'm a guest on my own podcast. <laughs> but your dad, who's been telling you he's going to pick you up to take you to Toys R Us for six months, <laughs> he's here, dude. <laughs> and went out for cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but dad, you don't smoke. <laughs> about to smoke <laughs> your ass. Get out of here, bitch. <laughs> Get out of here, kiddo. Real quick, we've well, got another guest. This is a up. daddy episode. Yeah. This is a full daddy episode because we also have another guest on here. Hold on. The da- the daddy of hard mode. Sorry, my drop timing is tough. It's tough on Skype, but uh, daddy of hard mode, Seth Myers. That's right. I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm the Perry King now. That's right, dude. I was impressed. <laughs> yeah, that Demon Souls video I put up. That was the fucking what King Doran. The yep, he's old, like the secret boss. Yeah, old whoa, 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 King Doran. Put up where? Uh, hard mode only Facebook group. Why don't yes, you join? Sir? That's right. I put up I all am. type of videos. You're the dad of hard mode. Keith's the dad of hardcore. <laughs> There you go. That's right. Hard mode, hardcore. Let's get it. Um, Break your fucking face tonight. <laughs> That's how you know Keith's hardcore, because he thinks that Limp Biscuit is hardcore music, dude. <laughs> hey, dude, do you guys like hardcore music, like Limp Biscuit? <laughs> um, wait till you get to Dark Souls 1. The, the final boss of that is a parry challenge as well. I've never parried him because I suck at parrying, but... He's uh, like forward to it. Yeah, he's like for, trivialized by his parrying, apparently. For uh, guys who do nothing but parry, I just think that they love to dance. That's right. <laughs> love to dance. It was like dancing as I jabbed that fucking sword into his chest. It mm-hmm. felt like a dance. That dude killed me so many fucking times. I hated that asshole. And I was I actually was on the verge of just poisoning him mm-hmm. and watching him die because he was pissing me off so bad. Cause he hits so fucking hard, like one, two hits and you die. I don't know that I fought him. I felt like I tried to fight everybody, but I know he's a hidden, he's more hidden. So I might've missed him. You actually don't have to fight him. So I don't know if maybe listeners not picking up on it. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into it. Cause I do want us to do a really deep demon souls episode together. Oh, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. In the future. But um, and we're talking about Demon Souls. I recently just beat uh, Demon Souls for the PlayStation Three, and uh, it's the one they're doing the remake of. And there's a secret boss boss called King uh, Doran, I think. Yeah, Doran. If you save um, uh, what's his name? Uh, starts with oh, like uh, Octavius or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Whatever his name is. If you save him multiple times in um, in the in the first world. He'll give you a key at the end. Oh, I uh, definitely did. Key to the mausoleum. And if you go back to 1 1 of Boletaria, it's like a room that in the beginning of the game. I did fight him. Yeah, yeah. You fight the red knight, the red eyed knight. Yeah. Yes. You fight the red eyed knight, and he's guarding that door. And you get a key at the very end of the game Mm -hmm. to unlock that door. Now, you can go in there, and he will just kind of play fight you. And after a while of fighting, he'd be like, oh, you're pretty good. Here, you can have this sword. And he he won't fight you unless you instigate a fight. Uh, so if you just start hitting him some more, he'll be like, all right, bitch, you, want really, you really want to do this? <laughs> and then he'll like start coming at you pretty aggressively. Okay, so I've only <laughs> beaten his first form. Yes, his okay. first his first form. Like basically, you get him down by like 25% health. 
And then he'll be like, all right, dude, you can have the sword. We're good. And if you start hitting him after that. Yeah, yeah. you Because like, then he's an NPC. So you have to then start yeah. beating him up again. And it takes a couple hits usually. Wait, oh, Dark... he's got defense like a motherfucker, dude. In like, Dark Souls 2. The only... Oh, sorry, huh? I was going to say in Dark Souls 2, Old King uh, Vendrick is his name. He's mm-hmm. like hollowed out. And you find him at the bottom. Like you're going after, not after him, but you're trying to like save his castle his kingdom basically so like you know about him and that you see him and he's just wandering around dragging a giant sword he's fully naked like just in a loincloth because he's gone <laughs> hollow and in dark souls 2 when you go hollow you go crazy you like basically lose your yourself mm-hmm. um and you have to you have to fucking hit him so many th- he has like millions of hp but you have to get these giant souls and once you get all of them if you get eight of them i think it it like takes his health down to like a manageable amount but even then you have to hit him until he's half health before he'll even fight you because he's mm. just dead you know he's basically just a zombie but yeah we're next episode probably uh next week or whatever you me and jesse will go over a full demon souls episode which will be fun because there ain't shit going on right now yeah no it'd be good to do a retrospective like i actually enjoyed the episode you did with jesse on the remake of the evil dead uh y'all yeah. did that a while back maybe a few months ago mm-hmm. it's fun to sometimes do those retrospectives and the look backs and stuff like that so yeah i'm looking forward to it man well so big big daddy keith's back he's got his blue cigarette right now <laughs> your mic looks like <laughs> I, got, a... I got my vape machine this is my travel mic because i'm reporting you live from not my house um yeah he uh he got kicked out you know his uh <laughs> His baby COVID's mama been really tough. <laughs> baby mama said, "Get out, bro. Take your old little dick and get the fuck up out of here." <laughs> no, I've just been traveling a lot. Actually, uh, went to uh, back to Louisiana. I saw Seth and his wife and family uh, for even for a minute. It was nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, now I'm back that's traveling that's for work a little bit. Yeah, Seth's been fucking with me about it because he was talking about you know he's asking about doing a Demon Souls episode. And I'm like, yeah. I need to do a Bill and Ted episode because, you know, it just came out and I saw it. But I asked Keith. He might not be able to watch it. You know, I know Jesse's not going to. And so Seth was like, I'll record with you. And he's like, Keith don't care about you no more. He loves me now. He visits me. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I, I seen him twice in, this year so far. Right? No, okay. you saw me in December last year. And then you uh, came just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it. Sorry. December feels like it would just happen. You don't even because... remember anymore, Keith? You don't remember? No, do you? I carved it in my wrist. (laughs) It truly feels like no time has gone by, but also a lot of time has gone by. Oh, exactly. It's like purgatory. So this is a perfect episode and transition and segue into Bill and Ted, right? Yeah, Uh, where time is irrelevant. Speaking (laughs) of that, uh, I actually just spoke on the phone with uh, Nate, former host uh, of Nerds with us. Uh, he's been gonna... he's been cutting on his Instagram a lot of the welcome to Tate stuff. Yeah, so he submitted an episode to a uh, like a film festival, and we placed in the semifinals so far. Um, nice. So he picks he picked like the the best um, self contained kind of episode. You know, it's the one with the bounty hunters. Um, he mm-hmm. recut it. He did some new effects so that it's you know tightened up a little bit and looks better. And Larry's been doing it too. He's been posting a bunch of clips because Larry got um, so Larry White, um, who was the main actor on Welcome to Tate's, and he um, also wrote some and did some directing with us. Um, he's been posting some clips to TikTok, and because he's just been posting a lot of his old film stuff, because he can't really shoot anything new right now because his fucking world shut down, and we live in Florida, which is like the butthole of the universe for COVID. So 
um, it's a little tough, you know, to get things done. So he's been posting a bunch of clips as well, and it's been making me real nostalgic for my Welcome to Tate's days. But um, gonna hang out with Nate this weekend. Actually, I haven't awesome. fucking seen anybody, and so he was like, "Let's get brunch." I'm like, "How about we don't and we just pick up food and then eat it at someone's house <laughs> and we'll hang out <laughs> together?" Because I'm trying not to not. I'm definitely not trying to eat at a restaurant right now. Like, I don't hey, know. Just, just get COVID. <laughs> All the cool people are doing it. <laughs> just do it. No. <laughs> just get it. Just get it. All right. Well, let's do our weeks. It's been. I'm going to go real quick just because I only have one. I literally recorded the other day. So, um, but since then, uh, I started watching Cobra Kai. And in two days, I've watched both seasons uh, so far. I have one episode left. Um, so, seasons one and two are now on Netflix because Netflix picked it up and they're making the third season, which comes out later this month. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out how everyone was watching it because I, it was a YouTube exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah, it was YouTube Red. And I was like, yeah, I'm literally never paying for YouTube. So, <laughs> I, and, then now, and then now it's just on Netflix. Yeah. I don't okay. know if I still have it or not. I think I still do actually have YouTube Red unless they split it. But I do the uh, Google Play. Okay. And uh, years ago... When you did Google Play for like ten bucks, you get you know access to all the music, but you also get a premium access to YouTube as well. Oh, so it's you all get like bumped in together. no ads. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, I get the YouTube with no commercials and stuff, but and I thought it gave me access to the red stuff, but I, I never really went in to watch much of it really. Nothing. So uh, I don't know for sure. I'd be curious to see if they actually do let me do that, but. I remember they at least used to tie it to the Google Play Music, and I might be grandfathered in with that, mm. but I don't know. But I feel like YouTube Red's probably going to be done soon because they literally only had Cobra Kai and then a bunch of bullshit YouTube shows that like nobody cared. Like, I mean, I'm sure there were fans, you know, not to say, but I don't know anyone who cared about any YouTube shows. It was all like Rhett and Link had their like Good Morning Fantasy World or whatever, which is like a ex- continuation of their regular YouTube channel. So it's like a lot of the shows just seemed like youtube channels that had a little more money but yeah. cobra kai is mm. great uh it's definitely same worth the watch the, uh, same thing with the dc app man the yeah. dc app is about gone yeah, they don't even HBO, let you buy right? a year anymore it's they moved all the a lot of the shows like the harley quinn show mm-hmm. which is actually a really fucking good show I've it's heard. um it's on hbo max now mm-hmm. with uh doom patrol which is also a pretty damn good show as well all on hbo max and i'm suspecting that dc app's about to disappear too yeah i think a lot of these little streaming services are going to get eaten by the bigger ones and you're just going to have like your coke pepsi and your sad rc cola so. as well they should though because like people thinking that you know these companies thinking that people are going to pay more money for another app that's going to have one or two shows like I used to pay for stars, literally for Ash vs. Evil Dead. And the first season of American Gods, I was pretty into. But then once Ash was done, I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. And now, Dude, I get stars like, for free. Hell yeah. And, I, and I've never signed up or watched <laughs> like one thing on there. Yeah, <laughs> I watched all of Ash vs. Evil Dead on Netflix. Yeah. I just <laughs> restarted it recently. God, that show's so good. So it, good. All of it. these... like. What we're going to talk about, like Bill and Ted 3, uh, like a lot of these new telling, like these continuations of really old shows and movies actually are working really well. Like Ash vs. Evil Dead was the perfect continuation because Red Letter Media just put out their review of Bill and Ted 3 and they had really good points that I really like jived with. And one of them was talking about Ash vs. Evil Dead. And they're like, instead of trying to like 
have him age and become you know more you know down to earth they were like they went backwards they made him even kookier because like if you go to evil dead one ash is just a regular dude there's a regular college kid and then it gets kind of goofy you know and so they just leaned in on the goofiness and it works really well mm-hmm. and i think cobra kai they did a really good job there's you know some of it's a little cheesy there's some because it's like high school kids so it gets a little cw here and there but the stuff between johnny cobra kai and uh danny russo are, is great like both of those guys do not fucking skip a beat and it it feels really good and they do a really good job of making it so <laughs> making it so that neither one is the villain and both are the villain like it's it, no they're, they're none of them are good like they're both good guys and they're both bad keep us emoting using emojis in skype <laughs> i think he's telling you to wrap it up like you told jesse last episode oh yeah i had to bu- I busted out the wrap it up uh i haven't done it in years but he uh he got a little he got a little too drunk by the end and it was i was laughing so hard because honestly part of it was my fault because i think he was rambling because i wasn't saying anything but i was also not saying anything because he was repeating himself he was like going into circle i was having so much fun Mm. but i love jesse and there's just so you guys know like we can fight we you know we had a little tiff on the episode but we love each other it's that we do that him and i talk on the phone usually three or four times a week for like 45 minutes and most of the time we have a little fight like that so it's just normal Mm. but cobra kai is great uh i have one episode left so i i can say unless they somehow fucking shit the bed on one episode, it's a solid four and a half out of five for me. Mm. Um, it's really good. I, it's really, really good. I And it's crazy some of the cameos they get. Literally, this season, season two, they brought all of the goons back that hung out in Cobra Kai. Like, the main four dudes that, like, rode dirt bikes together and shit, all those guys came back. And they haven't acted since that movie, I don't think. like. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. They, and every time, like just to skip ahead a little bit to bill and ted like when i saw missy i had to google is that like is that the same lady you know the the stepmom mm. it is <laughs> like they brought everybody back i'm sure deacon the the guy that plays deacon is the kid from the first movie too but no i, I well you know what i looked up something on that and i actually i think there's only four people that came back and it was mm. the dad mm-hmm. uh bill and ted and missy oh okay <laughs> I think it's a different kid. Okay, that would make Even, um the the girlfriends too. They're oh, different yeah. actresses in each movie. Yeah, in each movie, the first yeah. one is uh original April O'Neil. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh no shit! Okay. Yeah, I think. And sh- second April O'Neil is in Cobra Kai season two, in a weird cool. cameo, like one episode. So, um, oh yeah. hey, um, I, I think I got here from Jesse. Hold on a second. Review from uh, Cobra Kai. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, there. Yeah, I was I was looking up. I was fact I was fact checking Aaron to see if he was just bullshitting. Oh. Did I get that? No, we no, didn't you get said, it. You said something? No, okay, never mind. Sorry, he I thought tra- the drop would work. It didn't tra- go through the input. My bad. It's okay. So that was just dead air. Um, know. that's it for me. Uh, so other than that, just been playing League. Been playing a ton of League with the slobs. So, um. <laughs> So Keith, why don't you tell us what the fuck have you been doing? People have been asking asking about you, man. Well, me and Aaron had a falling out. Um, while sometimes friends fight, uh, you know, I take it to the death, and I killed myself, and I came back. No, um, I I just I just been out, literally, 
I don't even know, like in between work and, and, um, you know, stuff at home and, and just, I I've taken kind of a break from like playing games and watching TV and tried to disconnect a little bit and spend more time outside. <laughs> You've been doing uh, true dad stuff. You're like working on cars and shit. <laughs> like like... Yeah. So picked up, uh, I, I wanted to, you know, I, I, I'm always I, like my whole life. I've always been good at mechanics. Um, but you know, I, I bought like a project car, like a 1999 Subaru Impreza. Um, Bought it in Seattle, traveled across the United States, drove it home. Um, it got it got to Florida in one piece, and then um, just been working on it. And then also me and two other friends, we bought like a 1983 BMW 318i, um, which that BMW class has like a racing class, and we started up a business and we rent out. Uh, seats in the car so we're in the middle of building the car and then once covid is all done we'll go to different races and rent out seats for a couple thousand dollars and guys could race in that bmw class all they gotta do is just show up pay me the fee and you know we take the appointments ahead of time and we take the payments ahead of time but um just another way to kind of fund your own hobbies and you know same way i did it with games um I kind of starting to do it with cars. So you see why Keith doesn't podcast anymore is because it doesn't pay for itself. <laughs> doesn't pay for itself, <laughs> especially that I can't go out and find new games and stuff like that. But you know what? Um, with everyone kind of being stuck in their house, I've I found out a lot of people are trying to sell games. So right now, uh, my biggest tip for your tits is um, if you got anything that you want to get uh, rid of, now's the time because my collection almost doubled in cost. Um, so uh, everything with everyone being home, stuck at home, uh, seems like the retro world. Um, they're, they're really looking to buy games and, uh, a lot of people are selling stuff too, because they're cleaning out their closets. So uh, (laughs) the only games I've been playing is anything I could carry on the switch, which I picked up, um, streets of rage, streets of rage three, then four, the new one. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I picked it up off Limited Run Games. They shipped it to my house, and I've been traveling with it. I beat it. Love the story. Um, it takes takes place right after 3, obviously. Um, but there's some awesome cameos. The original game, I'm pulling it out. Hold on one second. Um, Hagar's not... Final Fight, right? I always fuck that up, because those games are so similar yeah. to me. Yeah, he's Final Fight. But there's a similar, like, buff uh, dude. Pl- pl- buff police chief everybody's really fucking buff what yeah. about yeah. rollerblading black kid and uh kangaroo no, he, he was hit um but the kangaroo <laughs> was a bartender yeah in the background <laughs> yeah in in one of the levels yeah, yeah, yeah. so i thought that was awesome but pretty much playing anything on the switch um and then um just the other day i was trying to see how far i could go in like donkey kong country on like uh the you know, like when you sign up for the the Switch, um, what do they call that? The Nintendo Online. Oh, yeah. Nintendo, yeah. Then you get like free NES and SNES games and Donkey Kong Country was on there and on, and on a plane. Actually, it's downloaded to your system, which I didn't know. I thought that was really cool. Um, saw how far I could go in like, you know, 30 minutes or so. Uh, but 
dude, I could still go so far in Donkey Kong Country. Like, it's like muscle memory, just going through, you know, level by level. You, I don't know if you know this, Seth, but uh, I placed third in the blockbuster competition of Donkey Kong Country. In the country or in that store? Um, no, <laughs> in, in in Gretna. <laughs> I want to aim on a plaque somewhere. Just still hanging I in some building, third. and nobody knows why, but it's just Keith right there. I placed place third out of a possible five. Okay, <laughs> at this blockbuster store, they gave me a T-shirt. Okay, I got a T-shirt. I gotta find it. It's like a size, uh, youth large. Okay, <laughs> I've maybe made it into a blanket. I don't know. <laughs> that's like uh, told me about that one. There. That's like Doctor Disrespect. He always talks about how he's the three, the two time blockbuster world champion of some game. No, yeah. he's he's bullshit. No, he's man. bullshitting. <laughs> He's he's high up there, but he what he it wasn't as far as he says, man. I, so I was I was uh, third in um, on the West Bank. <laughs> West Bank. <laughs> oh, Gretna. Uh, Gret, Gretna represent. <laughs> Gretna represent. Gret represent, bro. <laughs> um, ads and stuff, and call yourself Popeye, man. Hey. <laughs> So, um, other than that, Fall Guy. I don't know why uh, I got addicted to Fall Guy. I fell in that Fall Guy trap. Dude, I've watched it, and I have zero interest in that game. Jesse talked about it on uh, two episodes ago. He keeps calling it a silly goose game. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh, uh, but it's 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 very addicting it's like extremely addicting and uh on it's just fun man i play with my kids and yeah yeah um, um trouble getting a table sometimes yeah. yeah yeah sometimes when i first got it it was free on the playstation i got it from my son and i tried getting in getting him set up with it and he just couldn't connect to a server for a while it's so, the, it's yeah. the most downloaded uh game since rocket league uh, from the PlayStation Plus. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So, um, you know, another one of those games came out of left field. The PlayStation Plus games that are going to be out, uh, I think this week, um, probably when this episode drops, um, is Street Fighter V, which Jesse's pretty stoked on. You know, you're going to get a bunch of new blood that you could body. And then, well, did you guys talk about the other game that was coming in? No. Because I forgot what it was. I but talked it, about Epic Games... Doing- they're doing a bunch of um, like A titles right now because you know we're at the end of, of mm-hmm. the system's yeah. lifespan. Mm. Um, but here, let me look it up. Did you sign up to be able to pre-order? You have to pre-order a pre-order through PlayStation yeah. Network. Pre-order your pre-order. Yeah, that's that's freaking stupid. Um, it, or you get entered in like a like a lottery. That's insane. Um, mm. But uh, so look, check this out: Street Fighter Five or PUBG. Mm. Oh, is it games? It's, yeah, yeah. I knew I slipped that last one, but yeah. Have you been playing any more Warzone? You were on a kick for a minute. Oh, you see, that's what I want to get away from. Is I started down uh, that path of only playing one game, fixated like you and Dark Souls, but um, you know, <laughs> just getting fixated and like honestly slamming out like. Five hours now. Yes, it, it it's it, it was fun, but what I found out is I like 
you know, you're just wasting time, man. Yeah. There's so many other games out there. Uh, I started picking up like uh, NBA Jam and playing, you know, hooking up like the Sega Genesis. Mm. Um, you know, just, uh, just, I, I, and I know I, NBA Jam is just like a war zone, right? You could sink a bunch of hours and, you know, but um, just trying, good point. Know, just, just dusting off some of those old consoles and trying new things. Yeah. I did the same thing with Destiny, man. Went down the rabbit hole. Real deep. With the first Destiny, mm-hmm. I did that, and I got really into it. Then when Destiny Two came out, I was kind of like, you know what? I think I'm done with this because <laughs> like, there's like a whole bunch of other games I want to play and experience, like these stories, and you know, get into shit like that. Well, so, that's the kind of yeah. thing that is where like League gets with me. It's the same thing. It's like you play it and you get addicted to the the dragon. You know, you're you're chasing the dragon of winning, and then you lose a ton of times. Like you just. I mean, me, you know, whatever. I'm just talking about me. But, like, I'll lose eight games in a row, and they're all terrible, and it's not fun. And then I'll have one good win, and then I'm like, why did I do all of that? Like, it was just, <laughs> my whole Saturday was just playing League, and I yeah. enjoyed two out of 20 games. Like, what a waste of time. Yeah, that's kind of what motivated me to do stuff out of the house. I've been riding my bike a lot more. Nice. Good for you. Uh, I took I took my bike on on a journey to Louisiana from Florida, and... Went riding through uh, City Park and had a lot of fun. Rode around like the whole uh, mid city. So, sound like me and Aaron are running bros now. Mm-hmm. We run together. Yeah, me, you, and Senya. Posted. You're my running friends. <laughs> <laughs> she's like my she's my biggest supporter. She like she had me get this app called Strava because I use Couch to 5K, which is great mm-hmm. to tell me when to walk and run. You know, to like get me geared up to be running. Uh, mm-hmm. But Strava, because Couch to 5K you have to pay for if you want your stats, and your boy's not trying to pay for shit. Yeah, so that. she was like, get Strava. Strava tracks everything for free, and then it tells my friends, like, hey, mm-hmm. and my Strava friends, like, Aaron did this today. And so she's always, like, cheering it, like, look at you, personal goals and personal records. What's up, man? I'm like, I suck Damn. at running. Don't cheer for me. Boo me. <laughs> <laughs> Boo he foils man. his arms, so, you know, he just can't help it. Oh, I found it interesting. You uh, you do your running based on time increments. Uh, when I when I started running and, and trying to get into it, I would do it on distance. So I would set like landmarks. Okay, like okay, I see this thing right here, and I'm gonna try and run to that, and then I'll walk this section. Yeah, and then okay, I'll run to that, and then I would slowly progress the running till like now I can run like you know three, four, five miles straight, no problem. I think the most I've done. It was like 10 miles. Oof. I just did it like one time, just as like a thing, you know? But uh, typically I stick around three miles now, you know? Just do, I do it once a week. The other the other days I, I lift weights and okay. that kind of shit. I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm on week four right now of running, and uh, I still fucking hate it. Running sucks dick, and anyone mm. who tells you it doesn't is a liar and a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when it's not hot and humid out. Dude. So, like, if you have some nice, cool air, your lungs love it, unless it's too cold, yeah. and then they cramp up. they up. hurt, yeah. Dude, yeah. today is the hottest day I've run ever. I literally, it like, when I got home, I looked like I jumped in a pool. I was so oh. sweaty. And just for you, Keith, I got some sleeveless shirts to run in. So, I was Sweet. trying to find tank tops, because... It's so hot that I need, like, and I'm getting a super farmer's tan now because, like, you know, I run in the sun now. So it's like, I'm not tan per se, but I'm tanner on my arms and my, like, I have a sock, like, tan line now too. So I was like, 
I don't want my arms to be that noticeably insane. Like, I don't mind a tank top tan because no one sees me with my shirt off. But, like, you know, my if my sleeve goes up a little bit, you just see, like, fucking pasty white skin and then, like, just regular skin. So Would you say that you are Danny Tanner? Yeah. I'm DJ Tanner, bro. Um, But, so, yeah, I ran today in my first dad shirt, which is, like, a sleeveless. They didn't have tank tops at Target. So I went to the activewear and they had, like, they're, like, tank tops but with a wider you know it's more like a sleeveless shirt so i look like old hardcore singers remember when they used to wear the sleeveless shirts and they'd cut all the way down on the sides because they're all skinny yeah you could see they're like sexy ass rib cages you don't see that on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's about it that catches you back up to me so uh miss recording um but if i don't have anything to talk about then i feel bad yeah you're not like jesse and i where we can just go like we'll talk about everything <laughs> no no <laughs> no this this running talk is probably really really exciting for some of our hey, listeners. some people run and if you're interested in like so the reason i started and this is what i was talking to nate about and you know what i've been telling everybody that i talk to about it if they ask is is you need to get away from the bullies that were bullying you <laughs> i mean they were 12 years old in your neighborhood yeah, but they were still giving you these monster wedgies, and you just weren't fast enough to run away. Yeah, I need to build up the strength, the speed, the dexterity. No, what it was is like one day I was just sitting on my couch eating an ice cream cone because <laughs> we keep getting these like blue baby blue blue bunny or ba- blue bell whatever like they have these little cones. You know, they're just like a one of those ones that have the nuts on them. These ones don't, but they're like that. You know, like the tasty cones or fuck whatever those stupid things. Tasty are. treats. But so I was eating one of those sitting on the couch like a fucking lard ass. And I was like, I really should start doing something. And then I was like, I literally don't even have an excuse right now. You know, like normally I'm like, I have work so much. You know, it's like I can tell myself like, you just don't have time. But I'm at home. Like I work from home. I'm off the minute that five o'clock hits if I want. You know, like there's no excuse. I have way more free time. And if I'm not going to do it now, then I have no excuse. And I'm just a lazy piece of shit. So I've just been forcing myself to do it. Today's was the hardest. I ran the farthest I have, but couch to 5K every week, it like goes up incrementally, right? The fucking jump from week three to four is you go th- week three, you're 90 seconds running, 90 seconds off, three minutes running, three minutes walking, 90 seconds, 90 seconds, three, three, right? So it's like two sets of that. This shit, <laughs> week four, they're like, all right, cool. So that was cool, but now you're going to do three minutes of running 90 seconds walking five minutes of running 90 seconds walking three minutes of running 90 seconds five minutes i'm like brah that's like a crazy ass jump like why don't you just go up 30 seconds every fucking week (laughs) but they want it to be nine weeks and i'm like "Mm, i'm probably gonna go back to week three again (laughs) because i'm gonna chill at week three yeah i'm gonna chill at week three until i feel comfortable because even week three i was like sluggish and now like three minutes i can do but five minutes, bro, that shit was fucking tough. Mm. I tried, like, running a little slower. Like, maybe if I pace myself better, like, bitch, none of it helps. <laughs> <laughs> I just suck. But, yeah. So, anyways, Seth, what you been up to? Uh, Well, you know, Demon Souls did that. We talked about it earlier. Uh, we're definitely going to do an episode on that. Uh, I started, and I'm going to talk briefly on this because I just started it. It's, uh this game called Call of Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I started playing that. It's kind of interesting. It's uh, you're an uh, investigator, um, who fought in World War One, 
and uh, you kind of like suffering from that past. And the, and the game is not really a a violent like fight them, beat them up type thing, right? Like it's more just you, almost like a point and click type thing. Like you mm-hmm. go and you you search a room for stuff, and you try to find clues. You talk to people and investigate this weird uh, situation where uh, a guy comes to you and is like, "Hey, you know my my daughter." You know, she just moved in with this guy and they live in this like island off the coast of Boston and it's like um, dark water. And um, she set the house on fire, killed her, her husband and her kid. And they're blaming her saying she's crazy. And she sent me this weird photo that looks like some dude with like tentacles coming out and shit. And it shows her and her son like trying to get away from him. He's like, I don't know what this means. I don't think she's crazy. Can you investigate? And that's kind of the gist of where you get into it. And you go to the town, and that's kind of about as far as i gotten. Um, there are some RPG mechanics to it where you can level up, like, for instance, like it'll say medic, right? And you can level up the medic part. That doesn't mean you can heal up like in a game. It means you level up your medical knowledge of things. So then when you find clues, you will actually have a medical understanding to that and can maybe better understand something for, I'm assuming, later on down the game. You can hit different tiers of psychology, um, medic, uh, power, like strength. So like if you want to have like maybe an aggressive conversation or something like that, you can like unlock those tiers, kind of like a Fallout game in a yeah. sense, or like mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking Outer Worlds, you yeah. know, like that's the game that I remember playing that had something similar to that. So it plays with those mechanics, but just without the like shooting parts, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, I remember when that game came out. It's a couple years old, maybe two or three. Um, mm-hmm. It got pretty good reviews, and Cthulhu's an interesting mythos. Uh, Lovecraftian mm-hmm. stuff is always fun, like cosmic weird horror. Um, but that game has beautiful graphics. I mean, it looks it looks nice. It looks really nice. Yeah, so far it's been pretty interesting. So um, I, th- I think it was on the summer sale they just did. So I, I was trying to remember where I saw it. I just I just did a search to see if it was on a PlayStation Plus because for some reason I saw it. It came across my radar recently. Yeah. It was on a, one of the summer sales or something. They might be over by now, but it, I think it was on sale for like 10 bucks. because I think I got it. I got that and I got Dark Souls 2. Um, Hell yeah. Scott. Yeah, I got that. Uh, they were like 10 bucks each. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. 20 bucks. There you go. I'll get those two. So... Um, it looks interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about comics um, yeah. to get into that. I've been reading the Black Label on DC because I'm a little more of a DC head uh, on that kind of stuff. And I've, I've been finding a couple of these Black Label books pretty interesting. Uh, but are you familiar with what Black Label is? No. Okay. So it's basically like uh, think, you know, Punisher Max. Okay. Right? Okay. Stuff like that. Uh, where it's like kind of the adulter, like they'll drop the F, you know, they'll say mm-hmm. fuck and it'll be written out, not explicitive. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I think, uh, actually there was the famous book that came out, Batman damned where the first issue had uh Batman's dick in it. Yeah. Like they yeah. Dick. Yeah. That's the, the black label, <laughs> that series of things. Right. The good old so, bat dick that they right? then pulled in now. They, they recalled. Now, if you got a book with Batman's dick, it's very, very expensive. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's a how cool much is, book. How much does Batman's dick go for? Oh, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. All right, I'm, I'm going to yeah, keep go ahead. going. How expensive is Batman's dick? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Find that answer. It's a billion-dollar dick. Yeah, that's right. It is a billion-dollar dick. Um, so one of the books I'm reading is, uh, and I'm not going to get too in-depth. We'll kind of cut through them. Uh, Harley Quinn and Joker. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so what it is, it's Harley Quinn before she meets the Joker. She is a like um you know, like Psych, right? They call him in. Mm-hmm. I know you were watching Psych, and it's a really yeah. good show. And they call in, you know, help. Like, she's that. She's like a psychiatrist who comes in and helps the GCPD. Got it. So it's way before any of the clown makeup or anything. And she's helping Gordon uh, with, like, um, find serial killers and stuff like that. So there's the serial killer that's brutally killing people and, like, cutting them up or melting people down into uh, art. Like mm-hmm. artwork, like famous artwork and shit like that. Like one Cannibal person almost. melted and made into like a clock or some shit. There's one um, lady cut her chest and put drawer in her chest and in her stomach. And you can pull the body drawers out and there was shit in there and stuff. Like it's pretty cool. gnarly, crazy shit. And uh, while she's helping Gordon investigate this serial killer, somebody killed her friend, one of her good friends she used to live with. And it looks like that's the Joker. So now she's investigating the backstory of the Joker, but he's not the Joker yet. So um, they're doing a bit of that as well. Uh, And it's interesting. It's really cool seeing Harley Quinn before she's ever met the Joker or anything like that. She's just this chick out of college and she's, you know, she's got her doctorate and she's like helping the police, the Gotham City Police Department with, uh, with crimes. So it's kind of cool. And that's uh, she's Harleen Quinzel there, right? That's like her yes. original name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Who would ever name uh, their kid Harleen? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, that one's pretty good. Um, Smith. <laughs> the next one is um, hmm, I don't Batman's get... Batman's dick ungraded is worth about anywhere between fifty to ninety bucks. All right. Nice, nice. Uh, the new one that just hit too was uh, the Three Jokers, and apparently that one sold like crazy. Uh, I think uh, I was reading an article that said most good comics will sell about a hundred thousand copies, and that's like solid. Mm-hmm. You did good. Uh, this book, uh, I think it just came out Wednesday, and the article came out saying like it sold over three hundred thousand copies. Well, they Jesus. they teased the Three Jokers thing like five years ago, six years ago. Like, yeah, it was the, in the New Fifty Two, the Dark Side. Yeah, War. it was right mm-hmm. before Rebirth happened. They like Batman got in that chair, and then he's like, "Wait, there's three Jokers or whatever." Like he got in the God chair, and he was trying to figure out who the Joker was, and then yeah, he sees that there's three of them, and then it took them this long before they addressed it, right? Yeah, I don't know why. Um, Jeff Johns is actually writing this book. Okay, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but it's black label, which kind of like confuses me because I don't think any of this black label stuff is to be taken as canon within mm. the series, but the dark side war story kind of was, but then again, it was new 52. So I guess you can still take this black label book kind of out of that continuity of new 52. Cause now it's the rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it, it is more isolated story where Batman, um, he's starting to investigate, Three different crimes happened simultaneously, almost at the same time. And everybody in those crimes are saying, oh, the Joker did it. So Batman's Mm. like, well, how the fuck is Joker in three different places? Got it. And he has Batgirl and Red Hood come in and um, helping him investigate. And, of course, the Red Hood, he's kind of in it. He wants payback on the Joker. Yeah. So uh, mild spoilers here. So if somebody wants to hit a 15-second skip, 
understandable, but I think this is really dope. And, um, I really want to share this piece of it. Like at the end of the book, Red Hood has a confrontation with Joker. Ooh. They're talking and Batgirl's there with him, right? Batman leaves and they're like, hold this Joker down. I'm going to go find out who this other Joker, like who the other Joker is or what the hell is going on. So Red Hood is sitting there kind of like, you know, you fucking, you know, you killed me and all this kind of shit or you did this, you know, fuck you and all this kind of stuff. And the Joker's kind of laughing at him. He's like, you know, he's like uh, the Joker tells him, you know, you run around in that Red Hood that I used to wear when, you know, I started this, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's like, do you remember what you told me before I blast your brains out and cracked your skull with that crowbar? Like, do you remember what you told me? And the Red Hood's like, quiet. And Batgirl's like, you know, hey, chill. Like, what the fuck? Like, she don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you begged for your life, and you told me that you would be my Robin. And he's like, remember that? He's like, because he's like, I cherish that moment. I remember that every time. And he's like, and you know what? He said, you are my Robin because you're wearing my Red Hood and you're killing people just like I would do. Damn. Red Hood looks at him, pulls the gun, and shoots him in his face. And blows wow. <laughs> yeah. So fucking dope. I was like, wow. All right. This Three Jokers book has got me. I'm, uh, I'm in Is it, it a and limited series or like is it just a one, episode, one issue thing? No, no, no. It's a limited series. There's another issue coming out later this month and another one supposedly in October. If don't get postponed for whatever reason. So, um, three jokers, really good shit. Um, and even if you listen to the spoiler, look, it's still a worthwhile book. The artwork is fantastic. Yeah. And it's there's just still the first book. More so yeah, there's yes, way more shit the coming. There's way more shit coming. And they do some fun stuff with, uh, like classic joker shit from like way back, like joker fish and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a worthwhile book. It's, it is six ninety nine, but it's also like a bigger book than most. In fact, all the black label books are actually a little more expensive, but they're also like bigger reads so the last thing i'm gonna tell you for my week is i've actually been reading the uh wonder woman book okay oh and um this makes me want a wonder woman movie like this i'm not hating on the wonder woman we have and i didn't hate the movie that we had but i don't think they embodied wonder woman the way like this this book does it's very fascinating um so spoilers will abound i will give the warning um, but again, it's, I'm a couple issues in, I, I don't think it's over yet. Um, uh, but I think it's fascinating and I think it's a fun share. I think that's why a lot of people come to hear the podcast anyways, just for some spoiler talk like this. So, um, the Wonder Woman book, Wonder Woman wakes up in the Batcave what? And, and she, and, and the Bruce Wayne's manner is like blown to bits. She walks upstairs and she sees Batman like in the back all his bat suit and everything. And he's just a skeleton sitting in a chair with like a glass cup in his hand. He's dead. Hmm. And so like she takes his utility belt, puts it on. She's like wearing Batman's belt, which is kind of cool. And she's going about and finds out that like, you know, the world's a wasteland. It's like apocalypse, right? Like the end of the world, whatever. And there's like a scarce amount of humans that are, that are alive. And the world is like filled with these monstrous creatures that are just out killing the humans that are alive. And she don't know what the fuck is going on. And neither do the humans for that matter either. They don't really know. They heard about a great fire that happened that destroyed the earth and that's it. 
as she goes along, she goes to Themyscira. She finds that because she still has some memory of like who she was, but she doesn't remember the events that led her to wake up in the Batcave. Come to find out, the humans, of course, through global warming and shit like that, right, have destroyed the Earth. And the water level started rising, and Themyscira was about to go underwater. So Wonder Woman's people were like, hey, humans, why don't you stop fucking up the Earth because you're fucking up our land? And the humans were like, yeah, fuck that shit. We don't care about that. So there was a war. Sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah, sounds right. So there was a war. And the humans were like, you know what? Yeah, we, we were having some trouble with these girls here. So you know what? Let's just throw all the nukes at them. Just nuke Themyscira to oblivion. And they shot a bunch of nukes. And Wonder Woman tried to save her city, but like she couldn't. And her place got nuked. And all these monsters that she's kind of been fighting in the book are actually her sisters. They were mutated by nuclear radiation. And so she's like looking at the humans and they're like, fuck y'all. I've been (laughs) helping you. And you're the reason why my family and everybody is like monsters. And so she's like in this crisis moment, which is fascinating. So then she decides, you know what? I'm going to try and find Superman. She goes and finds um, the Fortress of Solitude, and there's just skeletons all in front of the Fortress of Solitude. Just dead people, just bones. And so she's like, all right. So she walks in, and a robot Superman is there. And she's like, where's Clark Kent? And he's like, oh, he's dead. She's like, how did he die? She's like, and the robot's like, you killed him. Oh, shit. And so she's like, what? She's and like, so he tells her fuck, that, though. you know, <laughs> the humans nuked, the humans nuked um, the mascara, but she, uh, she was angry by it, behind it. And Superman tried to help, but there was like something that was happening in Smallville. There was something going on and like Superman didn't make it in time to help her save mascara and apparently those those clasp on her wrist those are those are holding back her full potential so she removed those to try and take the the, uh, you know remove those to try and get those nukes out and she failed but But she's full powered right so her and superman have a drag out fight across the entire planet and burn the planet into like what it is so it's not the nuclear war that did it she destroyed the world and realizes a bit of the hypocrisy that she has with it you know and so she's told that truth and she comes up on superman who she used the crypt in the fortress of solitude which is where the fight ended and ripped open his chest and superman's dead so in the most badass thing she does she decides to help the humans to fight her sisters and she takes her lasso of truth and puts it inside of Superman's spinal cord and rip takes his spine out and is now using that as a weapon because it's one of the hardest things on the planet and is going around beating the shit out of her sisters <laughs> that are monsters. That's awesome. It's fucking awesome. It's <laughs> the most badass shit. Uh, I was like, this is like, and like the one of the covers of the issues is like Wonder Woman on like Pegasus with superman's spinal cord and his skull attached 
and riding into a whole shit ton of monsters just about the way it's like the most metal looking shit <laughs> yeah heavy like, metal yeah dude it's fucking awesome that's so a, that's uh, great i want to see a wonder woman story that's just like crazy like badass shit like that like that would be fucking dope and there's a lot more to the book like read the series and it's, they're still i think they're still doing more of it it's really awesome is that on so, the black label as well all black label. okay that's why she has superman spine <laughs> yes 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 yeah so cool i'm uh, trying to i'm trying to google the cover right now yeah i think it's issue four of wonder woman i think it's dark earth i think is the name of it it's the uh black label wonder woman book issue four dead earth dead earth there you go yeah okay. wonder woman said she took my dick from the back I'm trying to see what that'd be like. <laughs> well, that's my week. Been reading a lot of comics. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Damn, dude. That that uh that cover with Pegasus and 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 her whipping the spinal cord around is so metal looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um it looks insane. Maybe it's time for a tattoo, Keith. Dude, there we go. Put that bumper sticker on that Ferrari, bro. Put it put it on. Put that sticker on your car, uh, on your liquor. Can you see the camera? Oh shit! Yeah, hell I, yeah! Sorry, I went to go share the screen. Hold on one second. Yeah, you good? You good? Yeah. There we go. Okay, go ahead. Dude, that's I think, awesome. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. But... God, that's badass. Yeah, I know, right? Those colors, all those monsters. Yeah, it's... man, those monsters are much bigger than. So, her sister's monsters are much bigger than what you painted. Um, that picture for because I was imagining like smaller monsters or uh, the giant like beast. Yeah, yeah they're like mountains. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, way yeah. more yeah. colorful than I expected too. Very cool, mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. All right, so yeah, uh, but w- what did she do with Batman's belt? <laughs> she actually, up her that ass. actually was used by her and like some of the humans too. Were like pulling. They're like, how much shit is in this belt? And they're like <laughs> pulling shit out and throwing it at people, or, like monsters and stuff. And they're just amazed. Like, and she's just using. So she's got. So to paint the picture right, she is on Pegasus with Batman's belt, Superman's spinal cord, with the lasso of truth inside the spine, and is like just going to fuck up monsters and shit. Like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a pretty awesome book. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. All right. And that'll bring us to our review of Bill and Ted Face the Music, which is a a sequel, what, 30, almost 30 years, 28 years in the making. I think I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is 92. I yeah, say. I just, 91, 92. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so yeah, I almost had it all up. Almost 30 years later. Um, and. I'm just gonna let's just rate it off the top, and then we can just kind of go over our thoughts. And I know Seth, you actually just watched uh, Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey for the first time in your life after watching yeah, three. Sure. So <laughs> no, wait, wait you watched them really? in order. No, he watched. Yeah, them no, in order. actually, I watched one, two, and three all in a row. But yeah, I never really watched the movies back in the day or nothing like that. I've heard about them, but I it just never came across my radar. So. So 1989 was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had 1991 with Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, okay, which is the one where he goes to hell, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you got Face of Music. Mm-hmm. And there was a short-lived, terrible TV show, and then there was a cartoon as well. And yeah, I the cartoon eat... was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I used to eat Bill and Ted cereal as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, it was. There was two TV shows. Well, no, there was one. Sorry, IMDb splits it for some reason. 
Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Dude, the guy who plays Ted, like the Keanu guy, has the worst bowl cut of all time. Like it's the shittiest, like most shiny. Because like, so Keanu's hair in the in the second film is a little bowl cutty. He has like more of a '90s like uh, you know type of hair, but it's always like kind of greasy and like looks like a you know a stoner dude, like a surfer dude. This dude had the smoothest, shiniest hair in the world. It's so bad. <laughs> but um let's go ahead we'll let's review we'll we'll rate it and then um Seth I mean feel free to like kind of pepper in what your thoughts are on the other movies as well sure, um, sure. as we go but just off the top I'm giving this a 4 out of 5 I loved it I thought it was really really good um there's a I my only nitpick really is fucking Keanu's like he's not as teddy as I wanted him to be <laughs> he's yeah. a little tired <laughs> but in the end like he had his moments too like especially when they were other alternate versions of them i thought his alternate versions were a lot more punchy and fun um mm-hmm. so i think they balanced out really well and then i thought samara weaving took a little while to be alex winters like to be a bill you know mm-hmm. she didn't well, well she was named thea but whatever um but yeah i loved it i thought it was great we'll get into it but keith what are your thoughts uh, I'm going to give this, uh, it didn't hold my attention, so don't hold it against me, but a three out of five. Okay. Um, for some reason, I just really, uh, first Ke- Keanu Reeves hair, <laughs> it didn't look like it, he already has the hair. Like they didn't have to do anything to it, but for some reason they gave him the hair of that guy from Harry Potter. What's Snape. his name? Yeah, uh, Snape. Yeah. Professor Snape. <laughs> 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 they gave him Snape hair. Um and I don't know why, because his regular hair would have been fine. Um but I just kept looking at that his fucking hair and he looked it looked like they tried to age him. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to like age him, but like really if they would just let him be, he would have been fine. Well, you know um, what everyone's saying, and it's true. They said Keanu Reeves is the only actor who looks older without a beard. Like, now that he doesn't have his John Wick beard, he does look like you can see his wrinkles a little more, like the lines, his frown lines and things like that. And I think it did make him age a little bit. But I will say Alex Winter was fucking awesome. Like, he really put the entire movie on his fucking back. Yeah. 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 I I would have to agree there. Um, his uh, daughter, Bridget, um, who played Billy, um, it it was kind of hard to watch really i felt like Uh, she was like exactly ted (laughs) like uh i think she was well yeah the thea was exactly uh but but uh billy was was not bill well no what i'm saying is so billy was the one who was supposed to be more like ted that was keanu's daughter and thea was supposed to be bill like they were playing opposite names of each because they named their their babies after each other and I mm-hmm. felt like the the girl from um, Atypical did a really good early Keanu, and I I do agree. Like it was a little on the nose. They could have made them com- like different personality types, but I I don't know. I I, I liked them. I see. I I I didn't go with it. But um, other than that, having you know bring the cast back, and then for some reason you got Kid Cudi in there. For, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good touch. Cool. Yeah. I like that they kept calling him Mr. Kid Cudi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
right, well, let's uh, let's get the sets. guy. Well, hold on, I just really want to give uh, a the the guy who played um, uh, Louis Armstrong yeah. was. I mean that that was really good. That was like a really good um, impiction of Louis Armstrong, uh, Jeremiah Kraft, mm-hmm. um, because he had you know Louis had that like weird facial expression and the way he talked and sang, mm-hmm. and I feel like he pulled it off really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, he was in Luke Cage. Uh, I, I'm looking at it now, but he was in Luke Cage. He's he was the, the barbershop kid. Yeah. 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 I remember him. Yeah. He was the kid who was filming him in the second season. Following yeah. him around. He had the app. Yeah. And selling the t-shirts mm-hmm. and selling the DVDs. And... All right. So, Seth, what's your rating? And then we'll just go free for him. I am uh, I'm a little in between you and Keith. Um, there's um, I guess I would lean closer to a four. But I do have um, the couple things I have against it, I guess, is uh, there are some moments that are a little dry. Like, Keith was saying, and I would agree with you on that a bit, especially in the beginning. Once it kind of warms up, it, 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 it I think it gets going. Mm-hmm. One of the things I actually do wish it did, though, is is the first movie. I actually did enjoy that scene in the first movie where they got all these people through time, and then they're all of a sudden have that bit where they're all in the mall yeah. and just running around doing shit. And like there was nothing that really all the people that they went and got the musicians they got through time. I think it would have been worth it to just spend a little more time with them in maybe some way or somewhere to where even maybe in hell, if there was just something more that they did with them just to pull some comedy out of that and to have some fun with these characters that brought into it. That fish out of water stuff really worked in the first film. Like the uh, Napoleon going to Ziggy Piggy and the Waterloo fucking water park. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Like stuff like that. Like, cause like I would say Jimi Hendrix was definitely the Napoleon closest. If you would pair them, that would be the closest mark to that. But, um, there just wasn't as much done with them. And I guess because they were introducing the daughters and doing stuff with them a little more, but I guess if they just had something with them and, and these characters from history that they were able to just have just a little bit more fun with it, I think would have went a long way to push in this, like maybe even closer to like a five. Right. Yeah. So, um, I agree. Yeah. Now the biggest waste I would say is the robot, which is Dude, uh, he was the Anthony Cargan from. Um, uh, he played Dennis Caleb McCoy. <laughs> God, he was my favorite part of this whole movie, though. Um, it was cool, it, but he's he's so much more like honestly, him and Barry is the funniest thing. Wait, is like, he the it, bald guy in Barry? Yes. Oh my God, I didn't. I couldn't tell who that character was, like who that it actor is, was. You can, just look at his eyes. Oh my god, <laughs> he was my favorite part. Like the fact that he he kept calling himself Dennis Caleb McCoy and like introduced. <laughs> oh, he is so good. And um, I love that but, you find out. You dig- I I I liked how uh, you know spoilers if you guys didn't see. I loved how when they went to prison and he gets jumped. <laughs> yeah, I love that you find out that he's named after the uh, Dennis Car. Uh, um, what what is his name? George Carlin's uh, daughter, her her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, her ex boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um, Kristen Shaw mm-hmm. from Last Man on Earth. Um, mm-hmm. she played Kelly. 
I and love the nod Kittle. to George Carlin was very nicely done. Yeah, very tactful. They did it really well. Like instead of being like, we'll just computerize him and use old, you know, like fucking yeah. deep fake him into the movie. They were just like, no, he'll be a quick hologram introducing the future. You know, basically like, hey, I did this stuff to save the world. The end. And that worked really well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'd have to say the funniest line. I think it brought me to tears. And I, I don't know why. This is the funniest fucking line to me is when they finally got to go and meet uh, meet up with death and they try to reconcile each other. Right. And they're talking to death and death is just, and they're just like, you know, y'all kick me out of the band. And uh, Keanu goes, you were trying to do 40 minute bass solos. <laughs> and that shit had me doubled over laughing. <laughs> just the thought of a bassist <laughs> trying to do a 40 minute solo. Stage. Yeah, and he's like, "Those, those were the best part of your concerts." <laughs> so th- that's also a nod back to um, Metallica, right? Because their bassist uh, used to do uh, before he passed away. He he would do like a five minute bass solo, <laughs> so long, and they, and, and they do that bass solo literally every single show. Mm. Um, <laughs> they play it every every single show, uh, but um. But yeah, it was a nod to that, but that had me laughing. And the fact that they got uh William Sadler from yeah, dude. from uh Bogus Journey, which mm-hmm. in there he's not Death, he's actually Grim Reaper. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But they keep calling him Death. I they think. keep calling him Death. Yeah. Um but you know yeah, what he, that's a nod to from there. Which is funny, is that 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 depiction of the Grim Reaper is a nod to uh Ingmar Bergman's film, The Seventh Seal. And that's why they play games against him. That movie is about a woman. I think it's a. I think it's a woman. I watched it in in <coughs> film school. Um, playing chess against death to win her life back, basically, or win their whoever. I, I want to say it's a woman. I I watched a couple of Bergman films, and it's usually women protagonists. But um, so that was like a funny nod to like this really artistic Swedish film. You know, this like art house filmmakers, like black and white art film and then they use him in fucking bill and ted's bogus journey um he's still showing bogus journey as well like in there like that scene in the in the second movie where they're they're trying to sneak into heaven and he's in that dress like <laughs> laid over the death like the the, the grim reaper outfit <laughs> it looks like he can't even keep a straight face like i wonder how many takes they had to do and just go with a take where he's actually holding back laughter, and you can see it in the fucking movie. <laughs> What's crazy is he doesn't look like. I mean, he had a lot of makeup on, but he doesn't. He didn't age a day to me. Like he looks exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, I mean, he's he's aged pretty well. Um, for sure, for sure. What was really but, cool too is this is the all the same original writers. You know, the two writers that wrote, uh, and I, I that they wrote Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, and obviously Face the Music. Cool thing, they B- Bill and Ted were characters they did in their improv class. Like they did improv, <laughs> and th- those were their characters were Bill and Ted. And so then they wrote a film, and they didn't want to star, so they had actors do it. But those actors, you know, Alice Winter and Keanu Reeves, were basically playing their improv characters, which mm-hmm. were these like Valley Surfer dudes who never surfed. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I read too. There was actually a third person in that act called Bob, but he. <laughs> quit after like two or three weeks of doing it like he just wasn't about it uh, and but they just kept at it bro, so. that guy's kicking himself right in the asshole every day of his life 
Well, so, one uh, of the writers, Chris Matheson, uh, you may have known his work from a Goofy movie. Yeah, dude. Uh, one of the yeah. best animated movies ever. Yeah. That's my jam. Um, really cool that they all came back. Like you, I, I don't know. You can just tell, especially Alex Winter, you can just tell they're all having so much fucking fun. And like... Mm-hmm. Nobody had to do this movie. Nobody was wanting for money. Like Alex Winter hasn't acted in since the nineties. Like he did, I think his last film was Freaked, which he directed as well. Because then he transitioned into directing, and he's been doing like documentary stuff. He's done a bunch of shit, and he's made money. Like he's not poor. Keanu clearly doesn't need the money. Uh, the two writers don't need the money. They just wanted to make this movie, and I I think it's. They wanted, they've been trying to do it for like 10, 12 years, and I think it would have worked a little bit better if they were just a smidge younger, right? Like if they were in their 40s rather than 50, mm-hmm. it would have felt the time part. Like, cause, so there's two stories going on. You know, They're trying to save their marriage and come up with the song that unites the world because they still haven't done it. They've tried everything, and they don't know it. So then they're like, fuck it. Let's go steal it from ourselves. And that's like a clever thing, you know, like that's a funny way to try to do it, right? Like mm-hmm. we can't figure it out. Let's go find ourselves after we figured it out and steal it so we can figure it out, you know? Um, but then they also are try- trying to f- save their marriages because whatever. The- I really loved their couples therapy scene <laughs> where they're like, Bill and I love you. <laughs> like we love you both. And then <laughs> she's like, I think, you know, maybe try saying it with I. And Keanu's like, I've got this. Bill and I love you <laughs> so good um and i really like that that uh that actress that played their therapist she's from 21 or 22 jump street and mm-hmm. uh she's been in a bunch of shit but she's really funny i just love the part where the dude like appears in her office and she's like nope no 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 and just <laughs> yeah. leaves she just nopes the fuck out yeah george washington appears right mm-hmm. and i did love that at the very end Fucking Jesus comes like appears back at the final dinner or whatever, the last supper, playing a cowbell. <laughs> it's just like bing, bing, <laughs> bing. Um Yeah, I mean, I just overall felt like it was a really eighties feeling fun movie, which is we don't get a lot of those anymore. And it, you if this came out separate, you know, separate from Bill and Ted, if this was just another movie that came out, it probably wouldn't work. It benefits from being rooted in the eighties, you know? Because films were fun back then. Like, we are a little more serious as an audience now. Um, we can't really make like goofball shit. <laughs> it doesn't fly. Like, weird science wouldn't fly now. I mean, especially because, you know, oh, the, gosh. we've moved on from. You talk weird. about. I talk about what wouldn't fly, you know. I, I thought it was funny in both movies, the first two movies, they call each other uh, fags. Mm hmm. Yeah. First and second movie. Yep, but in this one, of course, that line is not in there. No. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like they have like a, a lot of like homophobic jokes, but I mean that was the type of humor that was around in both of those. So like, you know, guys, that's how they joke. Like, I ain't gay, dude. Like, you know, yeah, they go yeah. to hug each other and they're like, ew. Mm. But my favorite line from the whole series of films is, uh, I think he's, I think it's Keanu who says he says, "Bill, strange things are afoot at the Circle K." <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid but it makes why i like bill and ted as characters is they use words that stupid people wouldn't say you know like dummy stoner guys wouldn't say strange things are afoot at the circle k or like in this he says uh, alex winter says um fuck what does he say like ted you've made some or yeah you've had some very 
unconventional ideas or something like that. And he's like, and in the history of your unconventional ideas, this is the most unconventional. And then they try it. <laughs> it's like a word he would never say, like, you know, but they're they're fun in that way. I don't know. They're just I liked how he was talking about his uh the the evil Ted. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like I don't know what happened, but he drinks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I loved the part where they meet their on their own deathbeds, and he's like, "I've never really been, you know, never really gotten to know you." (laughs) (laughs) He's talking to himself. Did you see the end credit scene with them in the deathbeds? No. Yes. Yes. If you go past, they get up out of the deathbeds, and then they they have like one little guitar play, like they do one more. Yeah, way after the credits. Yeah, way after the credits. I loved their interactions with their different future selves. Like, Mm. they were so good. Especially the one where they're at fucking Dave Grohl's house. (laughs) Dude, that is the freaking best. Uh, I love the fact it's Dave Grohl, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he he says one line. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed it. So, let's do this, Seth. What did you think, like... Oh, having never really watched these movies, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is an interesting movie. Mm. I I love it because I grew up with it. I was obsessed with it as a kid. Um, Mm. And I haven't watched it. It was on Netflix maybe six years ago. Yeah. Uh, And I watched it. uh, It was on Hulu, I think, uh, actually a little earlier than that, like maybe like two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually on Hulu as well. And um, yeah, it was for a while. So what did you think of it? It was it was a fun it was fun going back to it. I mean, I always I think I always have a decent way of looking at things within the scope of what they they are mm-hmm. and not trying to be too judgmental about what they are. I mean, even when I play like a lot of my classic games, I go back and play some old games and things like that. But I can still look at it through the lens because yeah, I grew up around that era, and you know, I get it. So um, I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed both of them. I thought they were fun watches. Uh, the first one really stands out as I think still the best out of the three. Yeah, I'd agree. And I don't even mean to say that just because of this or that. You know, the first one's always the best. You know, but it just does. I mean, the second one, Bogus Journey, was good. Uh, De- you know, the Grim Reaper really steals yeah. that movie. I think for sure. Um, but like it was missing. I don't know, like. There was something about the first one where they're going through history. I, I guess, you know what? It was smaller in scope, but sillier in scope. Like it was just them trying to pass a test, right? Yep. Where you're introducing some crazy, you know what? I think that's the problem I had with the second one is they really relied a lot on special effects and stuff that mm-hmm. just did not hold up. And they probably weren't even that great back then either. There was the whole thing of them going to hell and all these like little magic things happening that like it just, it doesn't look that great and it's a comedy so you can kind of forgive it for that like it's not trying to be the top budget thing but it does kind of stand out of it you know i will say the- there is something just fucking magical about that first movie right it's just so yeah. innocent and fun like it's just an upbeat fun movie yes. even when the stakes are there and you're like oh shit ted's going to you know military school or whatever it's like they're just mm-hmm. That's the one thing I missed from Keanu, and I think this film is like there are moments where like he just like doesn't know what to say, and then he smiles. You know what I'm talking about? Like he does that like yeah. oh he didn't do it once, and I'm like I was waiting for one of those because that was like a kind of a signature thing he would do, like when he yeah. when he dies, you know, in the in the first movie when you see him getting stabbed and his like he falls on the stairs and then uh, he says you killed Ted, you medieval 
dickweed or whatever he says. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like, I thought you were dead. And he's like, I fell out of my armor suit. And then he just like does like a what? And smiles like that. He <laughs> yeah. does that a bunch of times. And it's such like a perfect yeah. like character moment. And he just didn't have that in this. He's way more. It's almost like John Wick is there. Yeah, you know what? You're right. He he did feel because when you said that about Alex Winter really stealing the show, I was like, you know, you're right because uh, Keanu does feel a little more wooden in what he's doing mm-hmm. in, in this movie as compared to what he was. Because you're right, he was very he was a lot more like smiles and and goofy, you know. And and then in this one, he was a little more held back, and I think it does kind of hurt it a bit. But I, I don't think it's. It doesn't kill the movie. No, no, and I, he, you know what it is? It's just he's grown as an actor, and you know he for a minute there in the beginning of his career he was just that guy, like he was a goofy whoa dude, you know, and now he's he's John Wick and he does more serious roles and he he's a little more stiff, so it it just is different. But if anyone wants to see the exact smile I'm talking about, I remember a perfect scene is when in the beginning of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and they're talking about Missy, they're walking down the stairs and Ted's like. Remember when I asked your stepmom out to prom? And he's like, <laughs> shut up, Ted. And then he says something else. And he's like, shut up, Ted. And he turns around one more time and yells at him. And he does the exact smile I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But again, what it is is everyone is given their all. I just think Keanu maybe doesn't. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, I he doesn't. He spent a lot of time trying to shake that image off. Of yeah, Bill that's what I'm Not thinking. Not that he's ashamed of the movie, mm-hmm. but like. You know, after that, he does the Matrix and he does like a couple other things where he's like a badass or he's more serious roles. He does some romantic stuff, like romantic comedy shit. Like he's got, he completely gets away from this goofy character where I think he just, I wonder if he's just not wanting to even touch back into that or something. Yeah, I, I, I think know. it's, I think that I, I agree with you. Like I'm wondering if he ha- has trouble connecting with that character now because he hasn't really done that character in 25 years at least you know what i mean because we had speed and speed 2 where it's kind of a similar uh well he was he in speed 2 yeah he was in both right um he's kind of like any like point break he's like surfer whoa dude like more serious but i feel like maybe it's just been so long that it's hard hard for him to get back in those shoes because he has been acting whereas alex winter hasn't you know what i mean yeah his last movie was really that he was not in speed 2 okay that's what i thought Sandra Bullock Jason was, Patrick. Yep, Jason Patrick. Sandra Bullock and mm-hmm. Jason Patrick. Yeah. So, you know, again, I think I, I loved it. I still enjoyed it a lot. I just, I I did feel there was like a little bit of Ted missing. Like, if he could have amped it up, like, you know, gotten a little bit goofier, maybe like two out of ten goofier, you know, he would have been perfect. Because, you know, it does track that he's not going to be like, hey, Ted, uh, you know, hey, Bill, dude, like, whatever, dude. Like, mm-hmm. Even Alex Winter wasn't fully like, dead, you dickweed. You know, it's like they're yeah. they have the dudes, but it's it's a little more adult. You know, like they they didn't. I liked that they didn't try to go like these two guys have never changed in fucking thirty years. You know, they are literally the same two dudes at fifty because that would just be depressing. <laughs> like it's yeah. not. It's it wouldn't be like fun time. Oh look, they, it's like no, these guys would have no lives. They'd be homeless. Their kids mm-hmm. wouldn't talk to them. You know, it's like whatever. You know, another thing too, I think to your point, what you said about not making movies like this, because it does 
it does almost feel a bit of that 80s, early 90s vibe, even with it being such a new movie. And like a couple of things to note in it, I think, too, with that is like a lot of comedies now <clears throat> are, are leaning into the whole like I need to be shocking and say something ridiculous or do something ridiculous mm-hmm. to make you laugh. And, uh, and sometimes it's got to be political. We've got to put our political jargon in it. Not necessarily that they're being making a political message, but there will yeah. be some kind of joke or some kind of thing that's like on the left or whatever the case is. Yeah. And, and in this movie, it, it really doesn't embrace any of that. And I think I think it really is just a fun movie that I think anybody can enjoy. Yeah. And I think that that's and I think it's also actually important now that we could just have something that's just that. And um, and it is a little odd and unique when you're looking at like other comedies that are coming out now and comparing it to this. Yeah, I agree. That does track as well to it being more akin to a a film from an older time because they weren't the the problem with putting in any kind of uh current affair polit you know political comedy is that it ages your film. Like you can't go back to a movie with those kind of jokes in it because you're like, who the fuck is Ronald Reagan or you know who who's Bill Clinton? Why why is this dude playing a saxophone or whatever it is? You know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't track as well for for the future. Whereas this movie is it's it's a film at a time which is very uh, on you know on brand for Bill and Ted. Like it really does feel like the natural genesis of a '90s comedy or an '80s you know late '80s early '90s comedy in, in I think all the best ways. And they did strip out some of the things that would be offensive now, uh, and yes. in a way that doesn't feel stripped. You know what I mean? It's not like they, yep. I don't know. You don't feel the lack of them. They did a yeah, really I good job. Yeah, I don't need them to drop the, you know, the fag. You know, yeah. like it's fine that it's gone. Like it's not like, oh, they said it in the first two movies. Why didn't they say it no, in the third one? That's their signature <laughs> word. It's like no, <laughs> that's their signature. They're it's supposed to say it every movie. Their signature word is dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i agree man like i think i think that's i think that's something that's good uh, um yeah because I, I, even some kids movies and stuff like comedies and stuff like that will still have some kind of political spin to it mm-hmm. you know like it, it was just a movie you know yeah and like um i think that's i think that's interesting i think it's pretty cool that they did that and um yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth a watch, and I hope more people give it the 20 and show their support for stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah. And I don't think... The cool thing is, like, I feel like they're not going to make another one. I mean, I'd be I'd watch one if they did, but I don't think it's necessary, and I don't feel like this was one of those things where they're like, we're going to remake, you know, make this new one because we're trying to start a new series because, again, nobody needs the money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Doesn't stink of desperation. And just for five bucks more, you you could actually own it. So I paid the extra five bucks because yeah. I mean, it wasn't that bad, you know. Uh, yeah. Pay, between paying nineteen ninety nine and twenty five, um, if I ever want to go back, because like right now I was trying to see, uh, before all this, you could watch Bill and Ted streaming. I forget what I was watching, you know, whether I was like HBO Go before Max or like Hulu. But now everyone's taking it off. Yeah, which is weird. And that's what I was telling Seth. I'm like, what's annoying is I was trying to find Bogus Journey because I had seen Bill and Ted recent enough that I remembered everything in it, but I hadn't seen Bogus Journey since it came out. I literally saw it in the theater and I don't think I've ever watched it again. And not like because I hated it or anything. It's just I didn't watch it. You know, it just wasn't, you know, I didn't see it. 
dude, the only place you can get it is to rent it on uh, YouTube. And I'm like, I looked it up on Prime and I couldn't find it to pay. I, I found it on my PC, but I tried it on the Prime app on my PS4 and I couldn't find it to rent. And I'm like, mm. if Amazon is going to be the Prime place and like pun intended, obviously, but the, the one place you can really rent this movie VOD on, you know, like without having Comcast or some other, you know, because I don't know if they have it or whatever, but you would think they'd shell the money out to get the exclusivity for Prime Video to have Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure yeah. and Bogus Journey so that that encourages people to fucking pay the money, but they didn't do it. No, Fuck you, Jeff it. Bezos. You get no pesos <laughs> from me. <laughs> Dude, he has enough money he could spend, like, I saw a thing about him that's like, he could spend $10 million a day for the entirety of his life, his kids' lives, and like the other people, and he still yes. wouldn't run out of money. It's like, fuck. Jesus. No one needs that much money. No one should have that much money. I understand yeah. capitalism is like, you get it, and if you can do it, great for you. It's like, no, if you have more money than you can ever spend, you should not be able to have it anymore. Cause just go away. It's just get distributed to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I have enough of your money that I can never spend it all, it should go to Keith. Don't tax me on my money. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, oh. I don't know. I really enjoyed Bill and Ted. I, you know, we did some spoilers in here, but it's a goofball movie. It doesn't matter. Like, there's nothing really. You know, they do a fun thing. Like each one of those films, they had by the ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll be shocked by the ending. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, like you said, I think it is an important kind of movie right now, just because it is just upbeat in a time that we're all fucking depressed. Like it's a happy film, and. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, and it has like an optimistic message, you know. Like the message is really just we should all come together, you know. And it's such a weird message to have right now. So yeah, yeah. come together, but wear your mask six feet. Yeah, We're good. <laughs> I like uh, that the the new time machine looks like a butt plug. By the way, <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> um, you could watch this on Stars. So update your subscription. <laughs> Wait, you can get uh. Bill and Ted face to music it's on stars. Not on there, it's just no. Uh, you could get Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on uh, stars. Yeah, yeah, I saw that Hulu. If you had the stars, uh, you know, add on, you could get it. But I don't. Bogus Journeys. Uh, I, I there's a site I just found, but you could watch it on uh, Sci-Fi or Sling. Weird, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, if you're a fan, you know, I think it's a no-brainer. Like if you're a big Bill and Ted fan, I think. You know, it's it's definitely worth watching. And the only other thing I could think, and I'm with you, uh, Seth, that I think that it is like in the one little feel of like that fun fish out of water. Like these guys pulled out of time. Like they show Louis Armstrong a fucking iPhone with a video on it, and he's just like, "Cool, baby." Like, bro, (laughs) his brain would explode if you've never. Like, he's probably not even seen colored TV. Like, (laughs) you're fucking handing him a video on a phone. He's never seen anything like that in his life. Not at that point, no. And, bro, <laughs> why show him that when you can just show fucking Jimi Hendrix? Hey, dude, I'm definitely from the future. Here's a fucking video on a thing that you can touch with your fingers to control. Like, yeah. he'll be like, oh, yeah, let's definitely go to the future. I'll play guitar wherever you want. Yeah, exactly. Like, did you really need to go get Louie to come and play the trumpet to, yeah. <laughs> to coax him <laughs> in? <laughs> But they the the, I, the the problem I felt with that is just they didn't give it you know they didn't have enough time 
that's really I think the big problem there is they just didn't have time to kind of dig in on all that. It felt like two kind of two stories were going on and one was more important than the other. Like I think that would have been a fun uh like if you were gonna make a sequel, it would have been more fun if you had introduced their daughters and had them involved in the main plot here and then your next film you do uh Billy and Thea, you know, Billy and Thea's excellent adventure, whatever and it's them trying to rescue their dads from time or something, right? Like their dads disappear through time, and then they have an adventure. And then you could kind of really dig in and give them time. But again, overall, I, I did enjoy it. And I felt like even what we got of those, you know, characters out of time was pretty fun. I thought Mozart got a lot of play, you know. He was pretty excited about everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I guess that's our review, unless anyone has anything specific they want to talk about. I object. <laughs> Keith, where uh, what hotel room are you in? If anyone wants to send Keith a free uh, <laughs> massage, he's at the Sheridan uh, in uh, you know no, where I'm you're Colorado. Member, please <laughs> don't don't even do me like that. Is that weed I see in the background though, Keith? Is that no. a big old bong I see in the back? <laughs> it's a barrel. X. Uh, no, the fuck, it's not X. <laughs> I'm at the C Baldwin, but by the time you uh, you hear this episode, I'll probably be gone. <laughs> like a magic trick from David Plain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Now make... you see me. Now you don't. God, do you remember when David Blaine's big thing was he's making like the Empire? No, the Statue of Liberty disappear. Like mm-hmm. it was like a big thing that was like a big TV event in the '90s, and I was like, who, who's buying this shit? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Dude, why are we talking about David Blaine when we could talk about Chris Angel? My well, I think though, was it David Blaine just on Joe Rogan? I think that's why he came to mind. Yeah, uh, okay. just did a Joe Rogan thing. Ugh. David Blaine, <laughs> all those guys. Fucking, what's the other dude? Uh, what's what's the other guy that's like? He kind of really talks really slow. The other magician he used to do street magic. Oh mm. my god, you know who I'm talking about, right? He's like, oh, he has some big ass eyebrows. He's like. I just take this card and throw it at the wall, and then it like sticks to the other side of the glass, and they're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> mind freak, <laughs> mind freak." Anyways, I think we're we're mind freaked, Seth. I think I want to say thank you for being on. For yeah, man, thank you. In a pinch no with me, it's good to hang out. Good to hang out with Aaron. I'm glad to be able to be the one on here to bring Keith back out yeah. of his hiding hole. He really That's does the only love way. you. When I have my best friend on. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, I love you. I'm glad you're back. Uh, feel free to, you know, obviously, if I, guys, just so you know, the the real secret is he's got a lot of shit going on, and there's not much going on in terms of gaming. No, there. I mean, you guys want to talk about some old stuff? We could go back and talk about some some old games. But when it comes to like the news, anything new? I mean, it's nothing in my wheelhouse, um, and nothing to really report on. We're going to get into, uh, coming up, a lot of the new systems, uh, the next-gen stuff. Like, did you see that they uh, accidentally put up, like, a development tool on the PSN network? No. Uh, it was called uh, Whale Whale What Is This? <laughs> and it, w- it, it was, like, a development tool to, like, authenticize um, the new PS5 disc and things like that. And, and it was only up for, like, a day or two. It, it was not very long. There was also a leak, uh, Microsoft leaked the Xbox Series S, which is going to be, I think, a diff- like a stage down of the X. You know what I mean? It's going to be their like, disc list, probably. 
Whoever you know, the marketing guy is for that company should just shoot themselves. Seriously, shoot yourself into the fucking sun, you useless <laughs> bastard. It's fucking terrible. I I love the integration between PC and Xbox. Oh, yeah. They just need to improve it. But it's also like the integration is so good that if you have a gaming PC, why have an Xbox at this point? Um, PlayStation's about to send a lot of their stuff over to PC, they said, too. Yeah. So, I mean... The only thing I don't like is there's all this talk about like the pricing hike on games being ten dollars more, um, and and you know who's leading the way, and this is part of the reason why I'm done playing Warzone. It's freaking Call of Duty. Of course, They're leading the way on trying to charge ten dollars more. Like, bro, you you right now have the number one game in the world right now. Um, so you know, enjoy it while it lasts. But you really want to take more money, so what? You can make more of the same. Yeah. I mean, we already announced Cold War coming out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, so, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make me excited. But what does make me excited is the new racing wheel and Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all about cars now, dude. You're a car dad. I I used to ditch the turn, um, guys. <laughs> he said that uh, when he was driving cross country, there was many ditches. <laughs> he had to use all of them. I had to use every single one. <laughs> that really is you like see... a dream road trip, by the way. Like, yeah, it it really was. It took only six days or five days. Didn't take long. Um, but it was from one corner of the United States to the other. So yeah, really flew cool. into Seattle on a Saturday, got home on a Thursday night. That's awesome. So one day I'll do it. One day, you know, my invite to that trip. It was interesting. Uh, it never came. <laughs> you wouldn't make it. <laughs> I tell you this though: if you are making a cross-country trip, you can always check out Who's Next podcast. You can <laughs> listen to all our episodes there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so a- that way you can be entertained while you're driving across America, going America, fuck yeah, in your Trump 2020 <laughs> hat, make America great again, whatever. You know, good job. Um, but no, that was a really ahead. good. That was a really perfect plug, segue. Man. It was a perfect segue. Yeah, if you um, if you like deep dives, if you like, Seth knows his shit. Who's next is way more knowledgeable about like what yeah. they're talking about. Uh, Aaron just throws out, oh yeah, Keanu Reeves was in Speed Two. I <laughs> asked the question and you said yes, you dumb bitch. As they say, you fit the profile. <laughs> yeah, we uh we recently tried to do some some shit. We put up the uh, we had an argument on our last episode, the Spider Man catalog versus the Batman movie catalog. Uh, which one's better? So we're trying something different to see how that goes. Um, anybody Spider-Man. listening, give us some feedback. Sp- Spider Man all day long. Yeah, we well, two of us said Spider Man, two of us said Batman, and we had a drag out argument about it. So I mean, it actually got a little crazier than I thought it would, but it I think it's still like listenable <laughs> i feel like that literally boils down to your feelings on uh burton batman because down to actually it came down to okay comparing the worst batman movies to the worst spider-man movies and then the best batman movie to the best spider-man movie which we ended up going with the dark knight against um the spider-man Spy- into the spider-verse oh, okay for the best movies yeah that's fair and the worst movies was spider-man 3 and uh, the Amazing Spider-Man two versus Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. So just had like I mean, you know. Batman and Robin is one of the and Batman Forever is also terrible. Like 
I I understand on a broad scheme like where Schumacher was going with those like he was going campy more comic booky you know like trying to be bring a little bit more of zany comic book shit to it but like it just didn't work it just didn't work no it really didn't when you compare it to how bad Spider-Man 3 and uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is I think so, the thing there is you're dealing with boredom yes. to insanity. Yep. And the insanity is much more fun to watch than the boredom. Dude. And so I would say Batman and Robin and Batman Forever are better. Batman Forever is Mr. Freeze or no? Yeah, uh, Batman Forever is Two Face and Riddler. Okay, Batman so, and Robin is is uh is a uh, Mr. Freeze and, and uh, Poison, Poison Ivy okay. and Bane. The Mr. Freeze one have have you watched it recently? Chill out, dude. Yeah. The fucking car chase where you literally see them driving RC cars on like statues is one of the craziest <laughs> things I've ever seen. It's, it's it fits under that so bad it's good. No, yeah, uh, I, I agree with stuff, you. Yeah, and you know what? You kind of flipped me there because I was saying like, you know, those Schumacher ones are really bad, but if you do stack them against Amazing Spider-Man two and Spider-Man three, it they win because they're just more entertaining, like mm-hmm. just outright. Mm-hmm. Those yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2 has my favorite Spidey suit, so in fairness. But okay, I see Keith's fading. Let's get out of here. Yeah, uh, let's do it. <laughs> we love you guys. Keith, keep on keeping Thank you on, for man. having me. <laughs> Former host, <laughs> current guest. Uh, Seth, I'll talk to you next week. We'll we'll do some uh, some demon souls. That's right, man. Touch me in my demon soul deep inside. <laughs> Wrap it up, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll 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 see you guys later. <laughs>